If I seem a bit gloomy this morning, I'm a Minnesota Twins fan. <laughs> and they're down zero games to two against the Yankees in the American League Division Series. And to make matters worse, before I came over to Masses this morning, I turned on SportsCenter and they had this segment where they mentioned that the Minnesota Twins, if they lose one more playoff game, have then lost 16 playoff, game rows, playoff games in a row. 16 straight playoff game losses, dating back to 04 when I was a senior in high school. That would be the longest losing streak of any team in any of the four major sports, sports NFL, NHL, MLB, and NBA in the history of the world. <laughs> That's pretty bad, but I'm staying strong. And by the way, if you are a New York Yankees fan, I hear that Corpus Christi is looking for new parishioners. <laughs> they are. When I was installed as a pastor here at St. Mary's on September 1st, 2018, I took on certain responsibilities that are described in church law. The first obligation of a pastor, church law states, is that he proclaims the word of God in all its entirety to the faithful, to preach the word of God. The second obligation listed for a pastor is to ensure that the Eucharist is a center of our parish life. The third obligation listed is to make sure that the pastor gets to know the people who are entrusted to his care. In many ways, those are the three main highlights of being a priest being able to preach the word of God and hopefully break open his word, being able to have the Eucharist as a center of our lives, and getting to know the parishioners. That would be you. Just a couple days ago, I was visiting our second grade classes over in the grade school, and one young lady found out for the first time that we priests don't get married. She was flabbergasted. She couldn't believe it. And you could see the confusion on her face. And she raised her hand, and I called on her. I said, yes, miss. And she said, but father, don't you want to be happy? <laughs> and I just smiled. <laughs> but I think that's a testament to, obviously, her experience of uh, family life. I mentioned that this morning, everyone, because there's another obligation a priest is tasked with when he becomes the pastor of a parish. And one of those tasks is to oversee both the financial and the administrative duties of a parish. Whether I like it or not, that's a task that church law entrusts to me. And it's for this reason that last year, last year during the first weekend of October, I mentioned that every year during the first weekend of October, that I would offer an annual parish update this weekend. And so if you're visiting us this weekend from another parish or another town, sorry, mark your calendars next year for the first weekend of October and to stay away from St. Mary's. Or you could just tell your pastor, maybe he should do this and have fun like we have fun here at St. Mary's. So what I want to offer this weekend are four main updates. First, an update on our parish commitment card. Second, a quick update on our financial report. Third, an exciting new program beginning here at St. Mary's in four days on Wednesday. And finally, a quick update on our capital campaign. 
and by that time the Vikings will be at halftime, all right? So here we go. This week in the mail, every household will receive this card. It looks exactly like this. We ask that every household fill it out, every uh, parish family fill it out, and turn it in by October 21st. That gives you a couple of weeks to fill it out. What is this card? It's similar to what you receive every single year this time of year. It's your chance to either renew or to sign up for some way of being committed to our parish in one of our many ministries, organizations, or service opportunities. We have many ways to get involved here at St. Mary's. And so even if you've been a lector for 30 years or uh, bringing communion to the homebound for 25 years, we ask that you fill this out and renew your commitment. Or if you're interested in getting involved in some other way or some new way, this would be the time to do so. And just a note on that, whatever type of ministry you might be involved here at St. Mary's, we, we train you in. So if you're a lector, we actually give you a, a quick kind of tutorial as to when to come up, all those things. If you want to bring communion to the homebound or one of our hospitals, we train you. We actually go with you. And so you don't need to be worried about, well, I don't know what to do. We would take care of that for you. My encouragement, everyone, would be to do whatever it takes to dive in. You know, once in a while we we hear, is there not is there a lot going on at St. Mary's? There is a lot going on here at this parish, and we need your support and we need your help. And so I can't encourage you enough to find some way to dive in to our parish life here. And for those of you who do not want to fill it out uh, in the hard form here, we also have uh, an online form on our parish website up and running, so you can go out and submit that information online. Second, our annual financial report here at St. Mary's. I want to mention, everyone, that many of you are very generous to this parish. It's humbling to know and it's humbling to see how generous many of you are. That being said, I think it's important for you to know where the resources that you entrust to our care are being used. That's important to me, that you know what we're doing with the generosity that so many of you show us. Both the parish staff and I, we truly strive to do our very best to be good stewards of the generosity given and entrusted to us. And so with that, I do ask, we put about eight copies in each pew. If you could find a copy of your annual financial report, it's much easier to follow if you have one in front of you. Uh, you might have to share it with somebody. If you're on an edge, you might have to pass one into somebody in the middle. Let's be nice and share. I'll give you a second. I know it's a lot easier, like I said, to see these numbers uh, when you have them in front of you. And so please find one uh, somewhere close to you. So what I want to show everyone is you'll see on the left-hand side three main sections. Our income, our expenses, and our parish loans. So first, a note on our income, the very top section there. You'll notice two columns. That first column is this past fiscal year that ended on June 30th, 2019, this most recent fiscal year. And to the right, you'll see the previous fiscal year of 2017, 2018. So that center column is the most recent numbers we have, just to have some point of reference. So a couple notes on our income. You'll notice that our collections and other donations this past fiscal year were at $917,000. Compared to the previous fiscal year, that was an increase of about $38,000. And so in short, it's easy to say that collections were up, which always is an encouraging thing to see. 
The next line you'll notice is our bequests and memorials. This was up significantly, actually $21,000. What a bequest or memorial is, is anyone in their will or their estate that gives part of their will or part of their estate to St. Mary's when they pass. And so we had a couple of parishioners pass away this past year who entrusted some of their estate to our parish. And that's why you see that up uh, quite a bit, about $24,000, like I said, an increase from the previous year. The next line is our special income from BASEF, Carnival, and other grants. That was up a bit. The next line of income is our general administration. That was down significantly. You might be wondering, what is that all about? What our general administration line is, was the money that we used to receive from Pizza Hut when they occupied the building that we own across the street, that money was put into that account. So once Pizza Hut vacated the building about a year and a half ago, we no longer have that revenue from the rent money. And so that's why that is down so significantly and it's reflected there in that number. The next two numbers there for script and faith formation, if you compare them to the previous year, they are very comparable. But all in all, our income, the bottom line there, was up about $30,000 this past fiscal year. And so once again, thank you for your continued generosity and support of this parish. The next section is our expenses. This would be the money that we spend on a year-to-year -year basis. You'll notice that a significant portion of that is our payroll. Our payroll for our staff and for our priests was very comparable to the previous fiscal year. The next item is our Light of Christ subsidy. That was down significantly. Now, let me explain the Light of Christ subsidy. I've explained it before, but I wanna explain it again. 33% of our collections is what we pay to subsidize our Catholic schools, 33%. But that is also true for all five parishes in the city of Bismarck. Every single parish in Bismarck pays 33% of their collections to subsidize or as an investment into our Catholic schools and we do the same as part of, Light, of Lighter Christ Catholic Schools. Now, I also wanna mention every single year that before Light of Christ began in 2012, our parish was subsidizing our grade school and our high school. 70%, 70 70% of our collections were just going to subsidize our Catholic schools. With Light of Christ, we're much leaner we're much more efficient, we're much more cost-effective. Because of that, we now only subsidize our Catholic schools 33% as opposed to 70%. And that's really important to know that, that Light of Christ has been a great benefit to us as a parish so that we can keep more of our, our, our collections here in-house. And so I just wanted to make a special note of that. The next item you'll see is our buildings and grounds. You'll notice that was up about $9,000 from the previous fiscal year. Oftentimes we make improvements on our, our building and grounds that no one even notices, but it's worth mentioning this year a couple of our improvements from this past year. The first one I wanna mention is on 8th Street. For those of you who ever walk along 8th Street, we used to have major eroding taking place in the grout in the uh, mortar joint between the bricks on both the uh, west side and the front facade of the church. That's a very dangerous thing, especially uh, a building like this that's 121 years old. We have to take care of the outside so moisture doesn't get in on the inside. And so we did some what's called tuck pointing. We went in, cut out the mortar joint, and uh, replaced that so that our, our envelope of the church, the brick of the church, is now much more uh, 
in a much better way to keep things dry here on the inside. Uh, the second improvement we made, if you look at the ceiling, you'll notice everyone, little white circles um, throughout, there's three here, there's some there on the side. Those little white circles, that covers our fire suppression system heads. That's our sprinkler system. God forbid, if this church ever started on fire, those obviously cuck, uh, kick in to suppress the fire. And so those hadn't been replaced since they were installed in 2002. That's 17 years ago. Code requires us to change those heads every 10 years. We had not done that. And so we went through and replaced all the sprinkler heads to keep our, our church nice and safe. We also updated our fire alarm panel. That was a bit outdated. We updated the lighting in the church. So if you look at the, uh, the roof, don't look too long at the, uh, the lights. Your, your eyes will go funny. Um, <clears throat> But all the lights along the, the ceiling of the church, not the hanging lights, but the other ones, those are all brand new. They have white rims on them. Those are brand new LED lighting. We've done about two a month for the past seven months. You probably didn't even notice. We chipped away at it. And so for those of you who are good Catholics that always sit in the back, if it seems a bit brighter back there, that's because those lights are new. And they're LED, more cost efficient, more energy efficient, and we don't have to climb up there and replace them every year. Those are five-year light bulbs. And so uh, you're welcome, good Catholics in the back, all right? We also relocated the wall, the wall that is between the parish and the school here. We moved that so that now we as a parish have greater access to the restrooms throughout the week for funerals, weddings, and daily mass. And then finally, those of you who park in the Pizza parking lot, you may remember last year there was uh, potholes that were big enough to fall into. Uh, we replaced, we fixed four of those. And so those were very dangerous and we improved uh, the parking lot by fixing those four major potholes. Everything I just said, we were able to do for $9,000 more than we spent on our buildings the previous year. So a lot of improvements, well worth their money. So back to our report. Next, you'll notice our general administration line. That's an expense that was down significantly as well. Uh, that's down so much because when we no longer have the, the dry cleaner or the apartment here on 9th Street, we no longer have to pay insurance on that. And so that has been a huge cut on our expenses, which is good to see. We've also tightened things up a bit in the parish office. We now print our bulletins in-house. We made other improvements like that. And sometimes, you know this from your own uh, finances at home, when you do little things, oftentimes it goes a long way. And the staff and I have been trying to be very prudent with those things. Next are script and faith formation expenses. Those were down, or excuse me, very comparable. And then the final item there, liturgy and music. Um, that was up a bit. That's not because of our music. That's because we've made a few improvements to our liturgy and different items used liturgically. And so that's why you see that increase. But all in all, you'll notice that our expenses, bottom line, were down $90,000 from the previous fiscal year. Income was up. Expenses were down. They tell me that's a good thing. And I believe that. All right? So thanks for your generosity. The last thing I want to mention there, uh, this is really important, and this is new information for all of you. The final section there, you'll notice parish loans. Do you see the parish loans part? The expansion fund loan listed at 482.152 is our loan from purchasing the Pizza Hut and the dry cleaner here about seven years ago. 
that loan is still outstanding. It is a long-term, low-interest, 2.9% loan from the diocese. We will begin paying that off here in the next fiscal year from our general operating expenses. So beginning next year and over the next 10 to 15 years, you will see that loan decrease, 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 all the way down to zero just through our general operating expenses. That is our debt mitigation plan, as I mentioned to you before. But what's new are the next two items. You'll notice that our Lemire demolition commitment and our Lemire asbestos loan are now listed at zero dollars. What is that all about? So when I arrived here in July of 2018, I was immediately informed that the Lemire demolition, the old convent, the old daycare, whatever you want to call it, those demolition costs would be the responsibility of the parish. That, that was the parish's, in a sense, investment um, in, in the school addition. The challenge was that hadn't received the approval at the bishop level, you could say, that is needed. It was more of a gentleman's agreement than anything. So I wanted to make sure that before we pay $225,000, that is something that we're required to pay. So I went to Bishop Kagan and I looked for clarity and he asked that the Light of Christ campaign cover the demolition costs because it was part of the school edition and not necessarily part of the parish. And so in short, those two items that total over $225,000 are now being covered by the Light of Christ campaign and the parish is no longer responsible. So I want to be clear, as you can imagine, I am very grateful to Bishop Kagan. I'm very grateful to Light of Christ for them covering that expense. Um, and I hope that all of us have some gratitude in our heart towards that change. But last year at this time, we were looking at $700,000 in loans. That was a lot. We're now at 482, a bit of breathing room for all of us, and we're grateful for that. Last thing on this annual financial report, the bottom right-hand corner, you'll notice some prisoner statistics. You'll notice that we had 63 new families here at St. Mary's this past year, and for the first time ever, we're at 1,300 families. So we continue to grow as a parish, and a special welcome to many of you who have joined our parish over the past fiscal year. It's great to be at 1,300 families. If you flip that report over, uh, the next thing I wanna mention is something called Joyfully Catholic. This is a new program we're beginning at St. Mary's starting this Wednesday. What Joyfully Catholic is, everyone, is essentially a Catholicism 101 crash course over the next seven months. I hear from so many people that they just want to learn more about their Catholic faith. So Father Wolf and I, on two Wednesdays per month, are teaching what's called Joyfully Catholic from 6 to 7.15 p.m. in the multi-purpose room. You'll see the topics listed there. We're going to cover everything. There's a lot to cover. Uh, but this is basically for anyone and everyone. I hear from so many people wanting to learn more about their faith. I also know that many of you might not be Catholic. Maybe you're married to a Catholic and you're ready to take the step to be confirmed as a Catholic this coming Easter. This would also be for you. So uh, Joyfully Catholic is for anyone that wants to learn more about the faith 
or anyone who is interested in becoming Catholic. No registration fee, no registrations required. Just show up this Wednesday, October 9th, multi-purpose room, 6 to 7.15 p.m. Please bring your friends. What I ask that you do is you please leave these uh, uh, inserts in the pews. Uh, we have one more mass this evening. If uh, you really want to look at these numbers, grab a bulletin. There's an insert in all the bulletins so you can take them home and they can put you to sleep, just like this homily almost put you to sleep. Finally and quickly, our capital campaign. We are very happy to announce that we are now at $449,000. When we kicked this thing off a few weeks ago, we were at 407,000, and so we've uh, almost hit the 450 mark. Uh, we continue to ask you to be generous and to consider how you might want to be involved in our capital campaign that'll renovate the pizza for our parish offices and an adoration chapel. Just one note on this, even though we've been very successful at this point, we've actually had a very low percentage of parishioners get involved. A lot of those who have been involved have been doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And so it would be wonderful to spread that out and to see a higher percentage of St. Mary's parishioners get involved with our capital campaign. A special thanks to those of you who have already contributed. So in the next couple of weeks, please give some thought and prayer to that. There you go. A lot of information once per year. I hope you find it helpful. On behalf of Father Wolf, we are very grateful to be here at St. Mary's. We are happy, yes, we are happy here, and we're grateful to be part of this parish. And so I want to thank you. This parish would not, could not exist without your support and without your generosity.